Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2306. Cashing out of stocks to buy real estate, analyzing the temptation by Sam of financialsamurai.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Welcome back to Optimal Finance Daily, where every day I read and offer commentary on some of the best personal finance blogs on the web in about 10 minutes or less. So with that, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Cashing out of stocks to buy real estate, analyzing the temptation by Sam of financialsamurai.com. One of the wealth tenants I've followed since the first dot-com crash in 2000 is to always convert funny money into real assets. My definition of funny money is an investment that makes an irrational return in excess of fundamentals. There are obviously various levels of irrationality. Some friends and colleagues went from huge stock market returns in 1999 only to lose everything and more in 2000. Going on margin was partly to blame, while some stocks like Webvan and Pets.com literally went to zero. Over time, I noticed those who turned their dot-com fortunes into Manhattan or San Francisco real estate during the early 2000 era were able to extend the value of their fortunes and do quite well. As a result, young samurai followed suit. Of course, many homeowners ended up getting slaughtered during the 2008-2009 financial crisis, buying too much home, just like stock investors who went on margin in 2000. But those who bought responsibly and were able to refinance and hold on saw their gains return. The question I have now is whether we should cash out of stocks and buy real estate since the S&P 500 is already up 16% year-to-date in April 2019 and back to an all-time high. I'd like for everybody to thoughtfully pitch in with their opinion. Everybody's circumstances are different, which is why it's important to listen to as many different perspectives as possible. There is no perfect answer. Cashing out of stocks to buy real estate. The reasons why I'm wondering whether to cash out of stocks and buy real estate are due to the following. Number one, we've recovered all our funny money gains. My house fund consisting of stocks and bonds went from about 1.95 million down to 1.7 million during the 2018 correction, which was a loss of about 13%, and now is back up to 2.1 million, a gain of 23% for a $400,000 swing. I'm sure many of you have seen similar percentage magnitudes of return if you calculate recent trough to peak levels in your portfolio. Number two. Real estate was weak in 2018. San Francisco median home prices went down about 11.5% from its 2018 peak. We've seen similar weakness across many major cities in America and around the world. 
the weakness provides some solace that some steam has already been let out of the real estate market. Number three, affordability increasing. With lower median prices and declining mortgage rates, interest in real estate is increasing. There's also a strong demographic trend as millennials are the largest home buying demographic and are starting families. A chart in this post highlights the 10-year bond yield at close to a five-year low as of August 13th, 2019. The 10-year bond yield was about 3.3% in Q4 of 2018. This 1.5% move down should boost demand due to increased affordability. Number four, tech IPO spillover. Uber finally filed its S1, and I know the tech IPO hype is going to grow over the next two years. While I've written there is a chance the hype will awaken a slumbering supply bear, my experience post-Facebook's IPO is that it will take about one year for the wealth effect to spill over into real estate. The lockup periods for tech IPO employees such as Pinterest, Uber, Zoom, and more is in November 2019 and later. I suspect the spring of 2020 will be very strong for housing again. Number five, a strong desire to create utility out of stocks. Stocks provide no utility, whereas real estate does. It's a wonderful feeling to make money in stocks and convert gains into something tangible. To be able to use real estate as a second home, an office space, or as a new primary residence for an expanding family to enjoy for decades is a win living our best lives now. The entire purpose of achieving FIRE is so that we can live our best lives now. When we invest in stocks, our hope is to generate profits so we can live better lives in the future. Of course, we can also invest in stocks to produce dividend income to live off of today. But if we really wanted to generate income to live our best lives today, There are more prudent, better ways to earn higher amounts of steady passive income with lower volatility. The downside to cashing out of stocks and buying real estate is that one might be jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. With rising inventory and a slowdown in the economy, real estate prices could continue to soften in the coming years. Leverage up too much and financial pain could ensue. I just keep going through what played out during the 2000.com bubble. As stocks crumbled in between 2000 to 2002, real estate picked up steam because mortgage rates began to decline. Stock investors started seeking shelter in real estate, and REITs in particular performed the best between 1999 and 2018. The $400,000 recovery in my house fund portfolio feels like funny money to me. It's like buying a $2 million property for only 1.6 million or a $500,000 property for only 100,000. What a bargain. Further, the real estate market generally lags the stock market by around six months in terms of recovery or declines. Therefore, with the stock market up so strong year to date, it feels like there's a window of opportunity to buy property right now before prices catch up. Finally, depending on how much wealth you have, You don't have to cash out 100% of stocks to buy real estate. You can consider rebalancing your net worth more towards real estate while still investing a good percentage in stocks. Taxes can really put a damper on returns. So make sure to calculate the resulting tax consequences of cashing out before making any moves. Where and what real estate to buy? The obvious question is where and what real estate to buy if one does cash out of stocks. 
we should buy what we intimately know and buy in markets that will see the strongest job growth while also having attractive valuations. I know San Francisco the best, hence I will focus one part of my search looking for ocean view properties that have expansion potential. Fixers listed by out-of-town agents are always my favorite types of properties to buy. Then I'll continue to look at non-coastal city real estate that has the highest potential to be the next Silicon Valley. Cities like Austin, Houston, and Denver have already been discovered. But there are many other cities like Birmingham and Des Moines that have yet to receive much fanfare. They can be invested in through real estate crowdfunding platforms like Funrise or Realty Mogul. Both are free to sign up and explore. As of now, I am 70% leaning towards cashing out of stock to buy more real estate. Stocks are back to all-time highs and I see opportunity in real estate. You just listened to the post titled Cashing Out of Stocks to Buy Real Estate, Analyzing the Temptation by Sam of FinancialSamurai.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto, 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. What I love about personal finance is that it's so personal. Note that I'm not a financial advisor, so take my comments with a grain of salt. But my first impression of these considerations around cashing out of stocks to buy real estate feels a bit like timing the market. And we all know that's a big no-no. The stock market has always risen over longer periods of time. Corrections are going to happen and they should be expected. Sam makes a point about knowing people who lost everything in 2000 but it sounds like they were investing in the highest flying and most risky growth stocks, and more importantly, were borrowing on margin to do it. The lesson there is that if you borrow money to invest, you're multiplying your risk and could lose all your money and more. This did not happen and will not happen to you if you're invested in low-cost, broad-based index funds. In essence, you can handle stock market risk if you don't multiply it. Now, owning real estate is owning your own business, and it requires an investment of your time in addition to money. So many people question the hassle and carrying costs. Keep in mind that you never have to unclog the toilet, navigate increasing property taxes, or deal with tenants and repairs in your brokerage account. My take is that if real estate investing or buying a primary residence is already in your plan, perhaps dig a bit deeper into the numbers here. But I myself couldn't shift money over to real estate out of fear of an inevitable stock market downturn. 
And that's another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I hope your Sunday is going well so far. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back with our weekly bonus episode in just a second. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.